weekend was a great weekend, but another challenging weekend. We learned about another couple that we know that um, have decided to call it quits. Yeah. And it's devastating to hear. Uh, but I think it's important to actually, we, we've kind of talked about this in the past, and I think it might make some sense to kind of go into it a little more. Yeah. Um, it's easy to think about when, you know, when you're in it. Yeah. It makes sense that you think about, uh, if you're getting a divorce, it's just me and her. And we're the only ones that maybe if we have kids, we're the only ones that are impacted. Correct. But being on the outside looking in, it's, we can say, yeah, no, it has a lot greater impact, a much greater impact than people think on the community at large. Right. And so, yeah, I think it might be worthwhile to kind of explore some of those impacts. Okay. So, um, I, for one, believe that it has a searing impact Mm -hmm. on the community because each time there is a divorce, it's another, another, it's the breakdown of society Mm -hmm. at large. Okay. So, um, when a couple separates or when you hear about a couple separates, it breaks the hearts of, you know, it's not just their family that is involved but now their friends their mm. f- their um, extended family their community their the the people that they know mm-hmm. that has such a big impact yeah we it's funny people don't realize i guess they don't really think about it but when like we'll just use our community and our community when we think of another couple, at least when I think of another couple, I don't think of them as two people. So let's say just John and Jane, right? John and Jane, John and Jane is singular, right? That's one word. Cause they're a couple. They're because one. Because you think of them as one, one unit. unit, right? John they've, and Jane. They've now become one unit, right? And when the John and Jane then divorce, it's no longer John and Jane. It's, it's John, John and Jane. And Jane. Correct. Now, instead of having one friend composed of two people, mm-hmm. we now have that one friend split in half. So it's like a friendship that's divided. Right. We now have this broken relationship with this former friend. Right. And everything about that relationship now changes correct because where anytime you made plans to include john and jane now you have to think about john and how john would respond if jane were at a certain function mm-hmm. and vice versa right so it not only fractures that home it fractures every relationship associated with that couple because if they don't split amicably yeah. Which most divorces are non amicable. It puts the community in the position of having to choose. Right. They're being forced into choices. Right. Because if you want to invite someone, you can't necessarily invite both. 
you can only invite one or the other. Let's say one of the two was at fault. One of the two did, one of the two did something that led to the end of the marriage. Again, from my perspective, I love both. But holding one accountable, not blaming, but recognizing that the fact of the matter is, if not for what this person did, the relationship would continue would have continued on. Right. That's a fact. That has to be acknowledged. And it doesn't matter which side it is. It doesn't matter who it is. But what that does is it causes one to feel as though they've been cut out. Or they've been slighted. Or they've been slighted. Because, and, and that's not necessarily something that the community may have done, but because either through guilt or through anger or whatever, people might assume that a side has been chosen. Well, no, a side is not chosen. We love everyone. But again, we're put in this weird situation. Weird situation. Where one or the other may feel some kind of way. Correct. And it's like, in addition to, oh, here you go. In addition to dividing assets, you also have to divide your friend set. Which friends do you get to go with and which friends come with me? That sucks. but But that's what usually happens. It splits the community as well. So we're kind of dragged along in this process, process. just like the children are. The children have to be divided between the parents. So do oftentimes the friends. It's, it's, it's so, it so diminishes the community. That's the word. Because we are, a community is built a family. A family. And every time a family comes to an end, or, yeah. the community is diminished. It's diminished. And the, the community becomes weaker, actually. Absolutely. There are fewer of us. Yeah. And what that also does is it makes it hard, harder, particularly if it's a, an established couple that's been around for a while. Young couples then look at that and say, say well, well, if they, they couldn't make, make it, it, what shot do what we shot have? What do we have? What shot do we have? And that's the other thing. You know, what does it, what do young couples, if they're not strong enough to say, you know what, that was them, we have to do our own thing. But most people look up to older couples mm-hmm. for um, kind of like a mentorship or a role model, role model or, you know, just to say, OK, they are doing it. They have been able to do it. We, we have a chance. Mm-hmm. But when you have these couples, long term couples that are falling apart, that's the thing that's getting me, mm-hmm. you know, just couples that have been in this for so long Mm -hmm. and as you said when younger couples see that new couples see that it's almost like the first time they hit a road a road bump or a speed bump Mm -hmm. or any kind of hardship Mm -hmm. they're like well if they could make it i mean it's already in the back of their mind right if they can't make it then you know par for the course this is what's going to happen here right it's it's tough it's really tough especially when you're looking at it and when you're in a position like we like we're in now where we've been through the valley of the shadow of death. Right. And we've come out the other side and we can see guys. 
you can do this too. We're not special. But to see marriage after marriage fail because one or both are unwilling to make the sacrifices that are necessary, it's devastating. Yeah. I, it breaks my heart. Yeah. It breaks my heart. Yeah. It, you know, I I don't know how else to put it. I've heard of um, ner- uh, like people saying stuff like, well, you know, I was with this person and I did everything and I really tried and I, and it just didn't work out and I'm not interested in, you know, having another relationship or moving forward with anyone, you know, it's just what it is. It's the nature of the beast that relationship came to its natural end. I'm like the natural end of a relationship is when either couple passes away death that's the natural end that's the, the natural, natural end. end is not divorce correct the natural end is when one or the other passes away mm-hmm. but as i said things happen we don't know why these relationships came to an end mm-hmm. we're not in that home we're not in the middle of that storm when 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 friends are gone and that couple or that family is dealing with whatever they're dealing with. We're not there. So we don't know what it is, but what I'm saying is it's the impact on friends, on family, on, on extended family, on society as a whole. It's devastating. We may not know the specifics, but there's some common, there's some commonalities Outside of abuse and mental illness, there are a lot of things that come into play. The root causes are almost always the same. Somebody is being selfish. There's something, there's a position where somebody has taken a position where they've dug in their heels and they are refusing to change. One or both. That's, that's all there is because we, uh, David Asherick said the fight, the struggle is a sign, sign of, of life. life. Yeah. Your marriage isn't over until you stop fighting. Somebody has to give up. Somebody has to say, now the person that gives up, maybe they've done all they can do and there's nothing left to be done. Okay. Well, there's that. You can't row the boat by yourself. And you can't force someone and to. you can't force somebody to row with you. Yeah. So that is, of course, a thing. But at the end of the day, if everybody is working toward the success of the marriage, your marriage won't fail because everybody's still working. It only ends when someone stops working or stops being willing to work, willing to sacrifice whatever that cherished idea is, whatever that cherished position is. What's more important to me? Being right, winning, or the success of my home? If my position is more important to me than the success of my home, okay, well, then we we know what the outcome is going to be. However that manifests, whatever that cherished thing is, if if that is more important than your marriage, your marriage is going to end. You know, when I did... Um, when I was working on my master's in legal studies and there was a course called negotiation, Mm -hmm. which was one of my favorite courses because 
The one thing I remember about that course is about possessions and interests. So just like you said that the sign of life, the struggle struggle is a sign of life. life. Your interest is a sign of life. Mm -hmm. Meeting each other where the interest of both people intersect Mm -hmm. is a sign of life. Mm -hmm. When that's not met, then both people are going to go in their positions and nothing is going to change that. Right. Well, if you're not giving me what I want, I'm not giving you what you want. So then we go back to the interest. Right. We go back to the position. Right. And if I don't remember anything else, it's always about bringing people. Negotiation is about bringing people towards their mutual interest. Mm -hmm. What benefits both parties? Win-win. Win-win. Because if if one side is winning and the other side is losing, then there are, then there then nobody's 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 there's no outcome because you're not fighting an enemy. There, we're not enemies. We're not competitive competitors in a marriage. We're equals in a marriage. Mm-hmm. So we shouldn't have our interests should align with each other's interests. Mm-hmm. Interest A, interest B, they should align. And if, if they're if, not, if not aligning, our, if not our interests, at least our goals. Our goals, yes. Well, interests, yeah. goals. That's that's the yeah, same thing. Right. But when those things aren't moving, when mm-hmm. those things aren't being recognized mm-hmm. or being um, appreciated mm-hmm. or being worked on, and either side feels like, or one side feels like, you know what? I've put X, Y, and Z in, and I can't put any more. I have no more to give. Mm-hmm. Or both sides are are neither side is given mm-hmm. then we're going to go back to our position right and once you're in your position is what is what i want mm-hmm. those are my wants this is what i want and i'm not going to move from this unless i see you come or you come t- to the middle and it's all about coming to the middle if you can't come to the middle right. then you're going to so let's then take that to Let's take it away from the adversarial nature of the law and make it more real world for relationships. If my goal is to put your needs ahead of mine, and if your goal is to put my needs ahead of your own, everybody's needs are met everybody's interests are satisfied and it's a win-win but that's what draws us together because not only are my needs getting met i'm learning to trust you because i know that i don't have to do that for myself that's where the selfishness comes in there's something that i need that i'm not receiving from the other person Either I've not told them or maybe I have told them and they are unwilling or unable to meet that need. So once I realize they're either unwilling or unable, I'm going to do it myself. And that causes me to pull away because I can't trust you with this part of me. Honey, that's that's negotiation. True. Whether whether we're negotiating a multimillion dollar contract, whether we're negotiating peace in the Middle East, whatever, it's, it's basic human Mm-hmm. interest is I want to be able to I want to know that you have my back that mm-hmm. we're both moving in the same direction that both our interests are met and we can now move forward together but I, once that is not met whether mm-hmm. it's a relationship whether it's a multi-million dollar 
um, deal, whether it's peace in the Middle East, peace in uh, between India and China. I don't mm-hmm. care what it is. The reason why those people are always in their positions is because their interests are not being met. But but here's here's the difference. And I, I guess I didn't explain it properly. In those situations, the goal is how little can I give to get what I need in return? How little can I give up? The goal in that type of a transaction is not to give up everything, right. trusting the other person to give you their everything in Correct. return. The goal in that situation is how little can I give and how much can I get in return for the little bit that I give? And if I give a little bit and you give a little bit and we're each happy with what we get in return, my little bit and your little bit, that's that. But I've, I've reserved the vast majority of what I am for myself. That's still a selfish position. So from a marriage position, right. I'm not trying to give you the least, least amount, amount possible. possible. Right. I know that in order for me in order for us to work, I've got to give you my all. Right. This again, this is where that well, marriage is 50-50. No, it's not. not. <laughs> That's me holding half of myself back. Marriage is 100-100. I give you my all. You give me your all. And because of that, we learn to trust each other. If I trust you, we can tackle the world. But if I don't trust you, Mm, you do you and I'm going to do me and we'll see how this all plays out. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. But I, I, I was I just get, looking at it as the principle. Yeah. Foundationally, Founda- I absolutely the foundation get your point. Of, of right. what that is. But right. yes, you're correct. Those are material things. Those mm-hmm. are things that are outside of a unit, a mm-hmm. family unit, which is this societal structure and right. building block. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Marriage is a hundred, a hundred. Marriage is never 50, 50, never. It is never 50, 50. It's you giving your all. I'm giving my all. Mm -hmm. And when that's not met, well then, this is where we are. But what, what I, what I get upset about is, okay, so a marriage dissolves mm-hmm. and we've had, we've known a couple where the marriage dissolved and one partner just assumed, mm. just assumed that the friendship, the friendship that we had, mm-hmm. the, the community that they had just automatically turned against them mm-hmm. for no reason. Mm-hmm. Even though they we the community that we had, the friends that we had, we all reached out to that individual. Right. They still, in their mind, At least made the assumption based on their actions. Yes. You know, and that really, to me, it's shallow. I, yeah. I find it very, very shallow. Mm-hmm. I understand that you, you know, even if you think that okay, well. I'm I'm not going to go anywhere where my ex is or but it doesn't mean that when we reach out to you mm-hmm. we understand that there's that separation. We've gone right. we've gotten used to that separation, but we still want to be your friend. Right. We still want to include you in certain things. So even right. though, you know, we're going out as couples, that doesn't make any difference to us. You are always here. We're going to make you right. 
it's us. Right. It's not like we're including a bunch of new people. We're, it's just we're willing to make the sacrifice to accommodate. accommodate you. And that individual mm-hmm. has literally pulled themselves away mm-hmm. from us. After yeah. knowing them for... Long time. Long time. Yeah. Our I'll, kids grew up together. Right. All, you know, and it's like... Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, our, I just find that... I. I find that shallow. There, the, we had nothing to do with their split. Right. So it feels like we're being penalized. Right. For the outcome of their marriage. Right. We have not, you know, we made a point not to choose sides. We never choose sides because that's not our marriage. That's not our relationship. It's not our business. Right. We can be as supportive as we can to both. As long as that's um, that's welcome, as long as the, the support is welcome. Right. So we're more than willing to be what we were as far as is possible under the circumstances. Right. But. Do you think it's a matter of there's a degree of shame? Or they just feel that, okay, well, I'm no longer a couple, so I, I can't hang around with them. And it's like, what? I, I wouldn't I wouldn't venture to guess what somebody's thinking. Okay. Yeah. It, it could be any number of things. But whatever the reason is, I, I don't see how we could have played a part in such a way that that person feels the need to withdraw from us. So yeah, it could be shame. It could be anger. It could be any number of things. None of which are our issue. This is something that they have to work through. Maybe they'll come around. I don't know. But in the, in the process, Mm -hmm. I think what they're missing is that even though there's separation but there's, you're always there's always going to be people that are going to be in your corner. Mm-hmm. Look, whatever happened between, but we're here. Mm-hmm. Come on, let's go hang out. Let's go do this. Let's go. Right. These people, most times, ninety nine percent of the time, mm-hmm. they just withdraw from everyone. Yeah, and that we actually we've seen that happen a number of times. We've seen that happen a number of times, where one person just completely disengages they fall off the map yeah so i don't i don't know again this is one of those effects on the community where you know and it's again it's in one of the situations where if somebody feels slighted for whatever reason if they feel they got the short end of the stick and they feel that people are making decisions i mean making uh judgment calls we have no control over that. If unless they come out and say, "Hey, what do you guys think?" Well, here's where we are. We love you. That hasn't changed. All have sinned and fallen short. We have issues. We can't be. We can't judge anybody else. We're not pointing the finger. Marriage is hard. We marriage, recognize marriage be hard. We marriage be hard. We want everybody to win, desperately want everybody to win, but we know not everybody does. 
But that doesn't mean that we love you any less. That doesn't mean that we don't enjoy your company. That doesn't mean we don't want you to be, continue to be a part of the community, our community, our family. But that's not a decision for us to make. Yeah. But this they, is one of those. They, each person has to decide what they want to do. And yeah. most, most times one person just walks away from the group. Yeah. Most times mm-hmm. you, you'll never see, be able to see a couple that separated, be able to hang out with the people that were once their group. Mm-hmm. Very rarely you'll see one and you know, even if they're both like, okay, well, you know, you do your thing, whatever. And we go, but you can, you, I've never seen where two people just show up. I only know of two couples. I've only know ever known of two couples that were able to do that where one was an amicable split where they both agreed. Yeah, we need to end this. And they moved forward. In fact, um, the old husband and the new husband became golf buddies. There was no animosity. It was that's extremely rare. But I know of one instance where that happened. And I know of one other instance where it started off awkward. And after some time, they wound up being in the same place together, even being able to show each other affection, even though the marriage had ended. Yeah. But that's unusual. That's very unusual. That's highly unusual. You you have to you have to rise above your anger, I think. Yeah. Or 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 the the, yeah. the pain of the separation. Yeah. You've got to be able to rise above that and that's not easy. That's easy mm-hmm. not easy for anyone. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very daunting task, particularly if one doesn't want the marriage to end. If one doesn't want the marriage to end, that's the one that's most likely to to be in their feelings about the situation, about the person that's leaving, about the wider community and why they tend to pull away and all of that stuff. So, yeah, it that has a lot to do with it. That has a lot to do with it. But it's the the whole thing is is really a challenge. It's really a challenge. And And it's just. It's just so sad because when when a couple falls apart, I mean, we're looking at society now and how society is just a mess. Mm-hmm. When, when you have only 50% of couples, of people staying together in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, let's go a little further because in the church... Well, we, it's approaching 60%. Well, yeah, it's approaching 65, they said. Yeah. But I'm just I'm going to just average that out and mm-hmm. say 50%, whether okay. you're in or out. Just society. Mm-hmm. Period. That's that's not good odds. We're failing. Yeah. 50%, you make 50% on a test, you fail the test. Oh, go better than that. You're flying from here to LA. Your plane has 50%, 50% chance, chance of crashing crash. on the way. Are you getting on that plane? No. Yeah, those are not good odds. Those are not good odds. That's a coin flip. Those are not good odds. Now, unfortunately, the takeaway is that marriage is not a good enterprise. So people are avoiding marriage now. Right. 
But the problem is not marriage. The problem is that people get into it. Right. Not understanding what they're signing a contract and they didn't read the fine print. They didn't read the fine print. They don't understand what they need to do. They don't take the steps necessary to prepare so that when it fails, because they still have those mindsets that they had before they got married. Now, after they're married, they've got this. It kind of reinforces whatever unaddressed issues they had prior to marriage. And now that plays out in how they deal with the relation with with their relationships outside of the marriage after the divorce. Well, I also think, too, I, I heard someone say that. A lot of people. Take the marriage ceremony mm-hmm. and think that because of the marriage ceremony, that's going to be the the happiness that you have on that day. Right. Is what takes you through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't realize that the work begins the day after. Yeah. So should we, you know, I'm one of these people, you know me, I'm like, okay, if that's the case, why are we putting so much emphasis on this ceremony? Mm-hmm. Should we not just have people look, whether you married justice of the peace or you have a small ceremony. What? Why are we emphasizing? You know, we we plan this thing for for a year, year and a half out, and it's this big affair, and families are coming together. Could we not have that type of thing with a smaller ceremony with less fanfare? I would argue we could thank Disney for that. I don't uh, think it's Disney. No, no, no. This, this no, no, was no. before Disney. No, no, no. Think no, about it. Think no, about it. Hear, hear, no. hear my point. Think about Snow White, Cinderella, the princess mindset, being rescued. Everybody wants that princess for a day mindset. You, yes, you saw people that they went out, they got married. But over the years, Weddings have gotten more and more elaborate, more and more expensive, more and more ostentatious because the ceremony has to be a talking point. Oh, I had this at my wedding. I had that at my wedding. We did this. We did that. So the same way people chase fashion, the same way they chase trends, the same way they you got to have the dress by the right person. You got to have the right photographer. You got to have the right performer at your event. See what I'm saying? Right. Young ladies are indoctrinated from a very young age that this is your day and you get whatever you want. We talked about Bridezilla. That comes from somewhere. Before, I would say in the in previous generations, yes, people went out and they got married, but you didn't see, unless you were actually wealthy, you didn't see the ostentatious broke people. Trying to have weddings like rich people. You didn't see that. Now we're chasing this thing because we were told that it's owed to us, that we deserve it. I think a lot of young girls grew up on Disney and the princess uh, uh, trope. 
So that's what I was talking about where we can thank Disney for that. I'm not blaming Disney. What I'm saying is there are a lot of young girls who grew up with that as the model. One day your prince will come. Yeah, but you're not. How many princes do we have out there in the world? Not the point. How many princes? So then why as women do we think that every one of us is going to get a prince? Not the point. The okay, point well, is then that's different. that everybody believes that they deserve their prince. Okay. Well, good. I'm happy that you do that. But then, you know what? Um, the day after the work begins. I agree. So now you come down off of this high. Let's say you go on your honeymoon and you're still on that high. Now all of that is over and we're now ready to work. But follow the story along. What's the story? Cinderella was rescued. Snow White was rescued. The day after the wedding, there was no work. Remember, they all had servants after they got married because they married up. So there's no work to be done. There's no grind to be done. I have the life now. But not all of us, not everybody's going to do that. Disney, Cinderella, Snow White. That's the story. So the first part of the story is you're owed the marriage. The second part of the story is you're owed the life that comes after that type of marriage. But you're, you're not marrying somebody wealthy. Even if you are. Most people aren't. How many, how many you, princes are out there to be married? But even if you do marry a prince, and I'm using prince euphemistically, even if you do marry someone of higher social status or economic status than you. You got to go to work. You still got to go to work. You still have to work in, for your relationship. And these people play too much. But that's what I'm saying. You ask where that comes from. Why do we spend this money? This is why we spend this money. Okay. so we There's an expectation. De Beers. De Beers came up with the marketing that said your wedding ring should be three months that man's salary. And it was all of a sudden the law. And if the man did not buy you a ring that was worth three times his salary. Okay. He's not worth having. So then if you're, if the man that you're with is a good man, but his salary is a thousand dollars a month. So then your mm -hmm. ring should not be more than three grand. If, yeah. if that's the rule. That's the rule, but you know, that's not. But, but that's not what they're doing. Agree. Okay, all right, we're going we're, off topic. We're way off topic. We're off but. topic. What I was saying is, mm. we, to get back to what we were saying, we, a lot of women are, look at the marriage day. Right. As what's going to create the happiness. That's the, that's their standard of happiness mm -hmm. for the entire marriage. So if anything dips below that standard, mm -hmm. then either side figures mm -hmm. that they're not being fulfilled right nobody wants to work at okay mm -hmm. so we're fine this is where we are can we get help to get to where our interests need to be getting back mm -hmm. to what i'm saying can we what can we do mm -hmm. and if we're not where if we're in our positions that means we need to find help but that goes back to the whole disney thing because if my expectations are one thing and I'm told across the board that marriage is supposed to make me happy. That means my, my the success of my marriage is tied to my happiness. And once I am no longer happy, because now it's time for real work, because now real issues come up. My commitment goes out the door just like my happiness did. Because I feel like if I'm not happy, I'm not getting what I signed up for in this marriage. Oh. 
Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So all of that's tied together, but you've come into the situation, male or female, because there are men who have this expectation. Right. There are a lot of men who come in thinking that the wife's duty is to serve him. And when it's not done. Now, the wife's duty is to serve him. Yes, but that's a bilateral agreement. It's not she serve you while you sit with your feet up. That's not the way it works. You serve each other. Right. Each person shares the opportunity to be served with their feet up. That's not a one way street. So, yeah, there are guys who come into this with the wrong mindset as well. But if all of that stuff is not addressed before you get in. And then this whole thing blows up. And then let's say you talk to a couple that's been at it a while and they're able to share some things with you that might shed light on why your marriage is struggling. Here's the $64,000 question. When you get that information, are you willing to take that information to heart and make the changes necessary to save your marriage? Or are you going to double down and say, no, I'm not going to be accountable for that. I want what I want. My emotions are dic- your emotions are dictating your actions. Yeah. If that's the case, then when your marriage dissolves, the very people who gave you that counsel are likely going to be some of the people you avoid. Because they already had this conversation with you and you rejected it. So that's a possibility. So that could be a reason why that could be a reason why somebody would pull away. But for whatever reason, I don't know. I just think I think I'm not saying I I don't believe that people should that should that the community should be the first thing on their minds when their marriage is in in danger, in trouble. But I think some consideration should be given. Well, what they need to understand is, yes, this is this is my something that I'm going through that we're mm. going through and there are times where it, it's just beyond people's control whether there's right. abuse or whatever you can't mm. expect someone to stain something no, abusive no, no, just no. because the community needs no, to be no, 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 no. because no. that that relationship anything that's abusive is already not a strong no. foundation like I said earlier something like mental illness or physical abuse or something no um, those yeah, those yeah. that's those are separate those issues are separate that's issues. not what we're talking about um yeah if what I'm saying is not that they should consider the outside, but just know what know, they know that when you go through a separation, this is what's going to happen. This is there you go. Right. This and, is the possibility of this is going. And if you weigh all of these and you're like, okay, well, I, I, I roll the dice and I just have to deal with it. Then you deal with it. Just right. under, but just understand mm-hmm. that you are also splitting. You're not just splitting yourself and splitting your immediate family. You're also splitting your friends. You're also splitting mm-hmm. your your circle, your community. Right. That's going to create tension between the two because some people are just going to take sides naturally. Some will, and you. But you know who those people are going you to. You know be. who those people are going to be. And I would say just accept that. The people that are truly your friends mourn the death of your marriage right. along with you. Right. That's a good point. That's a very good point. 
they go through just as much PTSD as you do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. With that? Yeah. So hopefully, you know, hopefully this was anecdotal. Hopefully this is not something that anybody needs, but if they find themselves in this position, hopefully we said some things that can give them some insight on, right. on how the, those of us that are looking in from the outside right. are affected. Exactly. You know, it, it's a death of a friend. It's a death of a friend. It's a death of a friendship. Yeah. We are friends with that, that couple, couple, that John and Jane. Right. That is, that is our friend. Those are right. That is our friend. Right. They are, that is one entity. Exactly. And we mourn that loss. Right. We do. Um, on another note, we want to take an opportunity to remind everybody that um, our book is available. The yes. Marriage Mindset. Yes, The Marriage We're Mindset. We're excited about it's that. Uh, it's yep. available on Amazon as an ebook, also as a paperback. Um, you kind of have an idea of what our thought process is about uh, The Marriage Mindset. We've discussed it. If you don't know, you can take a look at the video. We go into a little more depth in the book. Um, I will have a link in the description for those that are interested. Um, any support that you offer was, is much appreciated. And uh, until like and subscribe to our channel. Ah, please do, please do. We're trying to grow the channel. We're trying to just get this know, message out. Absolutely, see if we can impact as many couples in a positive way. And if we save one couple, it's worth. It's it. worth it. Yes, it's worth it. Yeah, it's worth it. We'll see you in the next we'll one. We'll see you in the next one.